It's not another Buffalo podcast with John. That's PTSD from our childhood. Like every single time I threw remotes at the TV. I I saw that twice a year for 17 years. <laughs> Rando. We have this trust built uh, on you know, whatever it is, like Bibles and gold bricks and whatever Brandon Bean's drinking over there. And Pat. How'd you like to be Trevor Lawrence, though? You're like, all right, man, here I go. First overall pick, I'm going to Florida. And then it's like, you just signed up for a job. And in the interview, they were like, oh, we like to have a lot of fun here. You know, and then you get to job the first day of work and the entire cubicle's on fire and your boss is taking a dump on the carpet. All right, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with my worldly co-hosts, Pat and Brando. You guys know where to find us on Twitter, at NotBuffPodcast. We're part of the uh, Buffalo Rumblings Wonderland. Getting fancy. It gets better every time. <laughs> it's just going to keep getting more more absurd, I promise. But how are you guys doing? How are you holding up? Surviving and thriving. <laughs> I was gonna say two out of three of us are sick right now, so that's and when we live yeah. in three separate places, like apparently uh, you can catch colds over Facetime now. So well, I'm uh, trying to go. Uh-huh. I'm trying to go to work tomorrow, so I am <coughs> healthy. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as John said, this Apple technology is getting more and more advanced that you can spread colds across Facetime from a thousand miles away. Yeah, this yeah. new MacBook Pro. I mean, that was one of the upgrade features I paid for. So. <laughs> Well, my, my cough is wicked. The snot bubbles are brewing. Wow. Uh, way, so to, Pat, way to paint a picture. Thank God this is audio only still. <laughs> I have a face that's beautiful for audio. Only. Yeah. We all have faces for podcasts, I guess. Faces for radio, however you want to say it. But I will try to edit out all the Brando sniffles. I apologize if I miss a couple here and there. But hopefully you at home listening don't have to listen to a Brandon sniffle compressed to God knows what. Because I, I just... <laughs> crush everything when i mix this but <laughs> i try to cover the mic as best i it's can it's all right it's all right it doesn't make that much of a difference <laughs> uh well but speaking of sniffles man talk about some of this movement if you're a seattle seahawks fan you're sniffling a lot nice probably. i wondered where you were going with that i wasn't quite sure i, I started it without knowing man i started it without knowing and i had to think about it yeah so a lot has happened since we last talked um which for us was monday night and by the time this episode comes out it'll be friday so we apologize we're on the the two day behind lag here i need some time to edit it we're also but NABP after dark. Oh, that's true. Again. It's after nine there. So it's well, it's well after t- after nine there <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> just looked at my phone. <laughs> but so yeah, what do you guys uh what do you guys make of the Russell Wilson trade? I mean, that's a, that's quite a haul. That's definitely one of the biggest trades in our lifetime. Brandon, can you pull up the haul really quick? I think it was two f- Yeah, I can tell you exactly. My first thought was wow. Russell Wilson's going to be able to throw to Noah Fant, also a good tight end. And then he was like the first piece that was sent back to Seattle right. in the trade. Right. I'm like, oh, just kidding. So it was like two, f- uh, two, two first round picks. Uh, uh, was it Jake Locker, I think, got sent? Or, uh, no, was it Drew Locke? Drew, Drew Locke, right? Drew Locke. Yeah, I don't Drew know. Locke. Jake Locker. <laughs> similar, similar players. Um, yeah. Let's see. Drew Locke, Noah Fant. Shelby Harris, two first round picks, two second round picks, and a fifth round pick. So three starters, two first and two seconds, and a fifth. That's a lot. Two and a half starters. But you're also, yeah, you're counting Drew Locke as a full starter. 
Well, yeah, he, yeah, might, he might be in he, Seattle. He did. He might be in Seattle. He's going to be in Seattle unless they get Watson. But I really, you know, Watson has his civil case on Friday, which will be the afternoon of this dropping. So um, keep a lookout for that. It's They're going to court with a civil suit. And I was under the impression that Seattle wants to trade for him, potentially. But also that Watson would like to play for Brian Flores. Yeah. So he could go to Pittsburgh. So, I mean, that would be quite crazy. Well, and the AFC is already full enough of quarterbacks. It's like, I mean, honestly, so this is this is kind of the reason why we chose our draft topic for tonight, which we'll get to in a bit. But now you're looking at Seattle and looking at how they've struggled the past two years and where they're going for the next five years. So we're going to pick the worst teams in the NFL for the next five years. The, you know, the outlook on the franchise. And I have a feeling that Seattle's going to get taken because... You know, here they are. They don't have a quarterback now. And like, sorry if you believe in Drew Locke, but I don't think he's, he's definitely not going to be a Russell Wilson in, in Seattle next year. They're, they basically got DK Metcalf, who was one of the great young pieces that they drafted a couple of years ago. He's apparently uh, on the trading block. Same thing. They just released um, the defensive Bobby Wagner. Or the Bobby Wagner. Thank you. And so they look like they're going into full on rebuilding mode and, P. Carroll is now 71. Granted, Marv Levy coached into his early 70s as well. He, he was, I don't know, 73, 74 when he retired, maybe. But yeah, it's kind of a weird time to rebuild if you're if you're P. Carroll. So he was 72. 72. Okay. Sorry. I was a little bit off on that. Um Yeah, I, f- I feel like, you know, it's kind of it's kind of hard because like there's only ever been Jimmy Johnson. And Barry Switzer are the only two dudes ever to like win a national championship, you know, as a head coach and a, a Super Bowl. So I feel like, you know, Pete, he might be ego tripping. I mean, I don't know. I, if I were him, I wouldn't, I wouldn't step down. I'd be like, yo, I'm a coaching legend. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no, but I mean, not to, I mean, Pete Carroll looks great. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that he, his age is the biggest part of this equation. I think that it's just how Seattle is set up. I mean, they, they haven't drafted well for the last five years. Like they've, as as an NFL franchise, they've been one of the worst at drafting in the last five years. I mean, they have hits here and there like DK Metcalf, but other than that, I mean, Mina Kimes will tell you that they have not had a good go of it when yeah. it comes to drafting young talent. So they might be in for a tough next five years, um, honestly. So sorry so can I debate Seattle this a little fan, bit? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> because I think if you are Chris Carson or Rashad Penny and you have Metcalf and Lockett, you could win with Drew Lock as your quarterback because Chris Carson's still going to carry the ball 330 times next year because that's how Pete Carroll wants to run. The only reason that he wasn't was because Russell Wilson wanted to cook. So now that Pete Carroll can do what he wants, he's going to play these 21-22 scoring games like 23-22-21 to win and this grinded out sloppy football, but Russell's going to cook out in Denver now. So I think uh, that'll be curious to see because I think they can win some games doing that, even if they're not going to be Super Bowl contenders. I mean, you saw Bill Belichick do it with Mac Jones. You know, you see it around the league from time to time. The Steelers do it. The Saints do it. These teams that have the coaches that have been around and they can bring up those kinds of players, they can be mediocre but that doesn't mean they're going to be contenders, right? So I got a plot twist for you right here, Brando. So you know who played sort of well when Russell was out? 
Um, and I don't know. I, I'm done saying oh, negative things about. Oh, I'm oh, done saying you, negative things Gino? about players. On, Gino, I mean, but um, I don't know. I feel like they, this could be a career renaissance for Gino Smith as well. I'd, I'd give him the benefit of the doubt because he did. I mean, in the action that I saw him and not play too badly, honestly. So, yo, did you watch the Sunday night football game that he started? Yeah, that was a tough game to watch on both sides. Oh. Were they playing the Steelers? They yes. won though, right? I mean, it was not a good game won. though. I don't remember. I honestly, that was the, that was the game that I predicted the score of. I was like, this is going to be sloppy. It's going to be 13, 10. Yeah. That'll be the final score yeah. when we were doing our and game picks and, and it was so, but interesting to see what will happen up in Seattle. Um, if anything, I think best case scenario, they're in for a little bit of QB purgatory here. Yeah. I don't not, I don't think that they're going to be bottom of the barrel bad. I think they're going to be just bad enough where they miss the playoffs and just good enough that they're not getting high draft picks, which is obviously where we were for 17 years. So, you know, definitely don't want to be in, in that situation, but Man, yeah, it's only I, my I might, humble opinion. I might be wrong. I don't know. So I'm looking at his stats here. Um, sorry. I don't mean to cut you boys off. You're good. You're good. He, um, he pretty much um, he has an overtime loss, a regulation loss, and a win. But his stats are pretty darn nice. I mean, so he's won one and one in the last. Uh... Well, I mean, if you're doing hockey rules, yes. Um, but he's, he's one <laughs> and two if you're doing it NFL style. But he did have five touchdowns to only one interception. Um, so I don't know. It's interesting. And a completions percentage of almost seventy percent. So we'll see. It's it's only my humble opinion, but I believe if you're a franchise and you trade or cut a Super Bowl winning quarterback, you deserve to be cursed for the number of years that that quarterback was on your roster. So I really hope it's 10 for Seattle. Uh, they got their time. I loved Marshawn Lynch. You all know that he got his ring. Russ got his ring. The city got their ring. Now, uh, let's leave that for the potential Seattle supersonics to come back. Whoop de whoop. Um, I'd so, rather have uh, the, I'd rather have the Buffalo Braves. Yeah, but, me too. But uh, you know, maybe we can start a GoFundMe for my listeners. I need about 500 mil to bring them in. Nice. I'm sure. I'm sure if 500 we, mil short. if we average one tweet of engagement per week, we'll have no problem raising a few million dollars here and there, maybe a billion <laughs> within to, the to next start. four decades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so one of the other things that happened uh, since we last talked, obviously today, John Feliciano was released. Um, that even might be a little bit of old news by the time Friday rolls around. But honestly, this was something that we kind of saw coming. His play had fallen off. Ryan Bates has definitely showed that he is probably a better fit for that position on the Bills as of now, as of the back half of the season. So they shelled out a contract for him last year and are obviously cutting him. I don't know what his dead cap number is going to be, but it does free 1. up 1.5, 1.5 million. So that's not terrible. 1. 5 so he frees up a lot of space. And, um, right now, as far as I can tell, the bills are floating right around the, right around the cap. They were about his salary over. They're 1. So, 1. 1.9 over or under the cap right now. Okay. Yeah. So well, they have 1.9 million. In obviously you need some money to sign draft picks and stuff like that, but they're close. I mean, Brandon, you need Bean about is, 6 million for your draft class. Okay. So they, they still got to move some money around, but they're in much better situations than a lot of these other teams. So we'll see how that realistically, plays out, if they could restructure Diggs's contract and give him his extension. So you add on two years and 40 mil to what you have already currently, that would give him a four year deal. Averaging at about 18, 19 a year, but it would lower this year's cap by a lot. I heard um, 
somebody was talking about that on WGR today. Sorry, I can't shout you out. But same thing with uh, the DNs, right? They have their money coming off the books still um, because they still count on the cap right now, I think, at what they earn. Correct. So Mario Addison. Yeah, possibly and Jerry and, and, and Jerry possibly as well. I just say yeah. that hoping that Jerry comes back and, and Mario might be one of the ones who's coming off the books. Like great player. Yeah, and Cole doesn't great. count about Colby. Right, right, right. So obviously love all these players. I, I don't want, want anybody to, to get cut, but um, obviously it's got to happen. It's a salary cap league. So we'll see going forward. Um, I liked John Feliciano. You, uh, the whole uh, Lion King thing with Josh was was cool while it lasted. <laughs> a little celebration there, but and he was always the guy who had Josh's back if anyone ever hit him the wrong way or anything like that. So wish him well. Yeah, but who doesn't have Josh Allen's back? Yeah, I mean, very, that's true. That's true. That's the only true. thing that does concern me is that what is he the third lineman in the past? I guess it would be five years that we've paid and then cut within eighteen months of them signing that contract. So, you know, we have a weird history with the offensive line, like Wyatt Teller being the gr- the best guard in the NFL and cutting him and I'm Williams, of, Feliciano, Inseki, Bo- Bogater, Quentin Bocker, Bucker, Quentin Spain, Brian Winters is the worst. They yeah. keep bringing him in. And like th- this is weird thing that's happening with that O-line because at least the D-line has stats like they have one of the best pressure rates. They have an interesting rotation like. They have stuff that works, but this O-line stuff is interesting because it's weird and we seem to not be consistent with our talent evaluation. And uh, okay. So the other news we, uh, we heard today, Prince Harry is headed to DC. So I can't believe that they gave up three or two third round picks for that. Honestly, it's, uh, how do you give up an asset for Carson Wentz at this point? What do you think? Hey, look at the stats. Look at the stats. The stats 27 do lie. TDs and interceptions. The stats do lie, but I mean, they, yeah. you can justify it. The stats it. are it's also behind one of the NFL's best offensive lines and, and running with, back, yes. with Jonathan Taylor behind you. So I have a feeling that the, the commanders might, they might get a pick in, in our draft tonight. So we'll see. But well, speaking of the draft, what do you guys think? Are you guys ready to draft? I think I'm ready to draft. And uh, you're right about, I had to think about Prince Henry for a second. Cause I'm like, Prince with Harry. all the stuff going on, <laughs> with all the stuff going on in the world, I'm like, this guy is traveling internationally to Washington right now. Like what? <laughs> world war three has started and I'm, I'm podcasting about the Buffalo bills. <laughs> well, anyway, we're going to, we're going to fit a quick break in right before we draft, but uh, stick around. Cause we'll be picking the nine worst teams in the NFL for the next five years. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. the worst nine teams in the NFL for the next five years moving forward. It's one of the fun things we get to do as Bills fans now because we were one of these teams for a good 17 years there. So now once we made it to the top of the hill, we get to look down and laugh at those below us. So we're going to have a good time doing this. Uh, We just did our 
pick determination. So Brandon will be picking first overall because apparently probability hates me. Pat is picking second and I'm picking third. Once again, I have never picked first. I have picked third more than I've picked second. And (laughs) I don't understand why the world hates me. But anyway, Brandon with the, yes, the tiniest violin. (laughs) <laughs> there's only been one week where i haven't won the fan vote so I, i'm doing yeah, pretty good there yeah. you go clap back, Man clap of the back. People. three three and one <laughs> yes but all right this is tough because i could see myself all day i thought about this well since you told us this in the afternoon i'm thinking about uh, this you know i oh. i just realized i didn't give you a good enough lead up to this with the number one overall pick in this week's draft brandon selects <laughs> i Part of me wanted to pick New England just to be snarky. That was sports center. <laughs> that was sports center. That's okay. Um, Scott Van Pelt would probably say something interesting, but I was going to say New England just to be a hater. Uh, I was going to say Miami just to be a hater, but I wanted to be real. So I picked the Texans first overall. This franchise was pretty putrid, except for a quick little span from 2011 to 2019, where they did finish in first place about six times. But also, they're in the, one of the worst divisions in football. Uh, they're coming off of a 4-13 and and a 4-12 and season. They lost their starting quarterback. They lost their Hall of Fame receiver. They lost their left tackle. They've lost... Former MVP defensive end. Former MVP d- defensive end, J.J. Watt. Um, David Culley did a great job this year with what he had, obviously. But think about it. If you're drafting a quarterback, which they're not going to draft one this year, they're going to ride it out with what? Davis Mills. Davis Mills, Who yeah. was a rookie last year who did not play terrible, but still not a high pedigree rookie. If they were, if they were to draft a quarterback, which there's not one worthy of a pick this year, that's still a year of development. And then you're waiting for the second year. So you're still looking at maybe picking a quarterback next year and then going through the rookie season and then getting to the second year. And maybe you see a third year jump like Josh Allen did. So that's four years out before you're in contention and you have to rework the offensive line. Your defense is in shambles. Your coaching staff is in shambles. Uh, So Houston's my first overall pick because they're still years away based on their draft picks and their trades and where they're at as their franchise. Yep. Very well put. I like it. Pat with the number two overall pick in today's draft. Who do you select? Well, you know, it's kind of like um, when Ryan Leaf was drafted before Peyton Manning, except both of these picks are Ryan Leaf. So um, anyways, uh, with the second overall pick, I'm going to pick a team that actually forced Josh Allen to throw three interceptions um, within about 10 plays of each other. Um, But honestly, the Falcons were pretty bad. Pretty bad. Considering that, um, you know, one of their all pro selections was a long snapper and the other one was Kyle Pitts. Um, so I, I just feel like, you know, I mean, the good thing I guess for this team is that they do play in a bad division, but I mean, their best playmaker, Cordell Patterson, I mean, he's not going to be back, um, you know, and it's, it, it's interesting to see how they'll ride it out with Matt Ryan even, you know, and there's a lot of other teams I could have picked in the NFC South, honestly, but um, cause there's really no contender. At least one hasn't emerged. I think one will emerge, but like, they might be the new NFC East, honestly. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't see a very bright future for the Falcons considering, I mean, I, and people want to hate on him, but like Matt Ryan was a generational talent. Like say what you want. Oh, Oh, yeah, I, you, know, you know, he uh, played for the better half Phillip of Rivers, two decades. Yes. Is Philip Rivers a generational yes. talent? Not when you got okay. generational no, Tom on, hang Brady. On, hang on, hang on, hang Peyton on, Manning. hang on, hang on, hang on. This depends on I a, fight this, where you put the threshold. 
it depends on where you put the threshold, first of all. And second of all, I don't think that Philip Rivers is a fair comparison because Philip Rivers doesn't have an MVP season. True. And Matt Ryan okay. does. So okay. And Matt Ryan, Ryan played in the Super Bowl. Tough word. Matt Matt Ryan was the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history away from being Super Bowl champion, Matt Ryan, too. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that well, was the year that he was MVP you know, over Brady. So he was a better quarterback that year than Brady, at least. So if you want to say that that was a fluke, but I mean, when you're talking about generational talent, I think that I don't think it was. He a fluke. had to have won that. He had to have won the division at least 10 times. Let me look this up. I, I agree that he's a good quarterback, but I think saying generational when there's actual other generational quarterbacks that he's playing with, like Peyton Manning, like Tom Brady, like Ben Roethlisberger. And then you even look at the second half, like Josh Allen. These players are all generational generational more talented on better teams producing better with their feet with their arms you know generational you know, he could be a good quarterback without being generational yeah, so that's, I would where say I'm that gonna, that's where i'm gonna in stay order, in order that. to call him generational you'd have to put the threshold relatively low so i think that i'd probably put it about where brandon does where if you're talking if you talk about generational talent there's probably two to three quarterbacks in the league max at any time and think about so, Generational is what else has nobody else done that is your peer. So if you are looking at multiple Super Bowl wins, uh, it makes think, you generational. I think generational talent means like top of the era. Top of the list in an era. So it's like when you think of like name three quarterbacks from the 2000s. Payne Manning, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger. Right. Generational talents. Yep. You know, this is a this is a good debate, Pat. Would you say Drew Brees or Matt Ryan is generational? Both. Both have MVPs. <laughs> but I don't think either of them should be considered generational, probably. Because, I mean, if you want to talk about quarterbacks, quarterbacks that have done stuff that people have never done. I mean, just to twist that, just to twist that point into the ground and make myself seem like a little bit of a jerk. I mean, one <laughs> thing that Philip Rivers did was he was a quarterback on a team where the single season rushing touchdown record by a single player was broken. So, I mean, no one's, no one's ever right. done that. Pat, I have a question right. for you. Is Cam Newton a generational talent? I mean... Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. No, yes. No. I, it hurts me to say no. this. I hate this person's character. No. I hate. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I just did not enjoy. He's good it. for five years. That's He's it. He's NFL MVP for five years. Yo, generational. The people in his generation include. Think about it. Even this with Philip Rivers. He was drafted Matt in twenty eleven. Even Drew Brees and Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady owned their division. First of all, first off, they own their division. Drew Brees went seven and nine. Cam Newton missed the playoffs. Matt Ryan's missed the playoffs. They don't even win their division every single year. The AFC championship games went through Foxborough for a long time. They went through Indy. They went through Pittsburgh because these guys are generational. Well, these guys are not Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. I wouldn't call him a generational talent. I would just call him the GOAT. But it happened but. in this generation. So if you're in this generation to be generational, you have to compete with that, which Peyton did and Ben did because they won two Super Bowls. And you're well, kinda Eli. Right. You're kind of right. You're Eli blending the line here too, too because remember, wins are also not a quarterback stat here. So you can't put like <sighs> running their divisions on the quarterback because there's plenty of generational talents that were on bad teams would you is jack eichel a generational talent no what about matthew stafford 
You're going to say this because you're from Detroit. No. Matt oh. Stafford is definitely not a generational talent. He's got oh, an okay, MVP. So he has an, no, he doesn't have an MVP. No, he doesn't. I was, getting, I was getting excited with the MVP argument, but he definitely, I think he's only Dude, made like one first team is, all pro. Is stuff that people have only seen once in a decade. Con- so Connor Joe McDavid Montana. Is, is Connor McDavid yes. a generational talent? Because it took 15 years to go from Sidney Crosby to Connor McDavid. But it, had you ever seen anyone run with the power? And Grace Connor McDavid hasn't won anything though. But he's if you ask anybody in any hockey world, he's the most skilled player that has might have ever come into the game. Like more he's filthy. More, more than, than Sid than the kid from Halifax. Better he's he's better offensively than Sid was. But the thing is, is like once in a generation, like he it was 15 years after Crosby. So and then Joe Montana was the 80s, 90s, and then Tom Brady hit the 2000s. Like there's a gap there between the generations. Joe Montana wins four Super Bowls. That's generational. Tom Brady wins six. That's our generation. You know, Wayne Gretzky did this. Sidney Crosby wins back to backs. Like for the first time since Detroit did it with their generational team. And I don't know. Generational for me is it, because you have to look at the Mount Rushmore of sports. And it's a very, very, it's like retiring your number. It's like going into the hall of fame. You can't water down the word generational. And I don't think Matt Ryan, he, if you have to put a, if you have to put a Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks was Matt Ryan's not even like the first face you think of. Can we call Bruce right now and ask him? I want to know what he thinks about You this. think Bruce is going to hand out his number? I want his take on his <laughs> Matt Ryan and generational quarterback. I'll, I'll put up a Twitter poll right now and we'll see. <laughs> I'm just saying mid show. Okay, this is what I'm saying. There'll be seven people will vote on it and then we'll decide from there. <laughs> so all I'm saying is that Matt Ryan has led the Dookie Falcons franchise to the playoffs six times. I mean Okay. That's okay. Two division titles, four How many times has Chad Pennington been to the playoffs? Twice. How many times has Ryan Fitzpatrick been to the playoffs? Zero times. They're not generational talents. How many times has Matt Mark Sanchez has been to a championship game twice. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying Mark Sanchez didn't get to the dance and then have the most embarrassing, um, you know, comeback happen well, against him, but generational or generational or not, Matt Ryan will be known for that by an entire generation. Pat, I will say this. I think that the threshold for generational talent is even higher than the threshold for hall of fame. Yes. Well, I think Matt Ryan's going to be in the Hall of Fame, without a doubt. That's I think he's the first ballot. I'll debate Hall of that with you. First ballot, not when you have other guys in his class that are way better than him. In his in his class in the 2008 draft, no, absolutely Joe Flacco not. has a Super Joe Bowl Flacco. MVP. Look at the stats, dog. He look has at the a Super stats. Bowl look, MVP. Look, look at your, the stats. Your argument said that Matt Ryan went to a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco won a Super. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl, and then people I were like, Joe "Is Joe Flacco, Flacco elite?" I hate Joe Flacco. Matt Ryan is oodles better than Joe Flacco. I'm not saying that to just because I mean someone could. I mean someone could say that he was throwing to generational talents: Tony Gonzalez, Roddy White, and Julio okay. Jones. I mean, I'll if, talk if to you wanted to play, if you wanted to play devil's advocate, you could say that. But I, just, I got a lot of respect for you, Matty Ice. I remember you and BJ Raji tearing up the ACC ranks at Boston College back in the day. <laughs> but well, know. John, John, you're I'm on sorry, the clock. that was a rant, John. You're on the you're on the clock. <laughs> All right, pick number three. I got to pull up my draft board here. No, that's a, that's a good debate. I uh, I I have a feeling that the people are going to side with Matt Ryan is not a generational talent, and there might <laughs> be some re- there, might, <laughs> there might be some recency <laughs> bias and baked in there as well. But I mean, yeah, it, it just depends on where you put the threshold. So 
I mean, this man won a playoff game as a rookie. That's all I'm saying. Did Peyton do that? Did Tom do that? Did Joe Flacco do that? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what other rookie quarterbacks have won won a game? Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson. I think I think Russell Wilson is a generational talent. I agree. True. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to stop well, ringing the bell for you, Matt Ryan. Anyways, John, hit sorry, us with your pick. sorry about that, bud. Oh, it's all right. We can fly through these other ones. So let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. Over. I'm looking at the stats too, and he did not win. He, he lost to Kurt Warner, um, 30 to 24 in his first uh, playoff game as a rookie. So I'm sorry, gotcha. Matt Ryan. You're perhaps good. you're not. You good? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Third overall, I'm making my first pick here <laughs> at the 30 minute mark. Uh, I'm going to take the team aforementioned that we just talked about. The Washington Commanders have just given up assets for a mediocre quarterback when there was, th- I mean, I, there's no draft like quarterback this year that you could definitely take. Um, but they look like a team that's going to be middling for the next five years. Um, and unfortunately, I mean, they, they don't even look like it could be two and 15 bad. Like they're like probably good enough to get four to six wins. And I think that they stay in that window for a while, but I have very little faith in that front office. I mean, Dan Snyder as your owner, there's a good chance that they're going to have some more legal troubles along the way because of how mismanaged that the whole franchise is because of their, it's it's a toxic workplace from a lot of people who have worked there have said that. And uh, it just seems like a really really bad place to work and when you when you're in a place like that teams don't really thrive very easily and they certainly don't have any generational talents on that team to overcome any kind of hurdles like that so i I think that they're going to be bad for a while and uh sorry the first few names of being the commanders is is going to be kind of rough so but that's that's my pick at third overall that's a good pick yeah i agree and um they you could even say that they mismanaged a potential Potential in all quotes, generational talent, uh, RG three, you know, yes. yeah, for sure. And, but I think uh, it's Terry, 50 Terry McClor- for that team. Terry McLaurin might be uh, available in the next couple of years, depending on how this stuff goes and if they want to rebuild. Oh, it would so. be beautiful. I know, right? Any, but I think any, if Fitzy plays for that team, though, they're at least five hundred. And like, what do you feel about Ron Rivera? Do you think he's bad? No, I don't think that. I, I just think that the team, the roster, isn't super talented. And unfortunately, I feel like Ron Rivera isn't going to get the time that he needs to really rebuild and and get that, get everything going in the right direction. Because I feel like they're going to, you know, if they have a a four and sorry, I'm struggling with the 17 game season. If they have a four and 13 season, four and 13 season, then they might fire him after this year and hire some, some young guy. Cause that's, that's kind of the trend these days. So for most teams, I mean, I mean, we just had Lovey Smith get hired, so who the heck knows anymore? But I think the Commanders are are set up to fail, unfortunately. And I like I like Ron Rivera, so it kind of sucks. But speaking of, I, I just have to say one more thing. I'm just I'm all about the con- I'm all about the controversial, t- you know, takes today. But um, you know, I I think uh, Montez Sweat, great player. Chase Young is he a flash in the pan? Is he a flash in the pan, boys? Go trade for him, Brandon Bean. Ah, let's find out. Flash in our pan, buddy. Flash in the pan. I mean, dude had 1.5 sacks this year and he he played nine games. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. That seems tough. I mean, you're also, I mean, he does have Montez Sweat opposite of him, but yeah, it seems like if, if either one of those guys was out, then offensive lines had a pretty easy time adjusting to that. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. 
Because, I mean, honestly, like, it, that wasn't even the case. Like, when Chase Young was on the field, like, the team was playing really poorly. Like, they were, like, the worst defense in the NFL. And then when he left, like, you know, it was just sweat. Like, they actually improved. So, I don't know. Yeah. It'll be interesting. interesting. Maybe he was maybe he was playing hurt. I don't know. I just, I found that interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. Here, right? It is. It is. But, all right. Who's up next? Brando. I would be up. And I'm glad I'm still on. My, my board is still intact here because I have to take this team. They're paying their quarterback $33.5 million a year to get four wins. This player is not somebody that is generational, even if he was picked number one overall. This player is not even Hall of Fame or you know high quality. He, he might be a good dude. He might be able to come through just enough. But Jared Goff is not a superstar. Yeah. And I'm going to pick the Lions only because the way that their roster is constructed. Dan Campbell can be great. But you could still have a ton of young players. You don't have a quarterback. And if they take a quarterback this year with the number two overall pick, it will set their franchise back five years. Because I don't want Mac Jones. And that's who they're comparing everybody to, these guys. I want the D-end from Michigan at number two overall. And then uh, I want them to build the roster and take the quarterback next year. Let Jared Goff come back. But the same thing as, as Texas. If you take your quarterback next year... You got a full year as a rookie quarterback. You got a full second year as a quarterback. You're still trying to fill in talent. They don't have the wide receiver skill. They don't have the offensive line. They have one good lineman. They have a couple good players on defense, but they're a few years away, even if they have the coaching staff in place. So I'm going to take the powder blue lions, my hometown, secondary hometown as the next worst franchise of the next five years. Nice. All right, Patty, you're up. Pick number five. Who you got? Well, I'm going to pick the team owned by the guy with the terrible bowl cut who drives a minivan whose dad said, just win baby and let all his players do cocaine the week before the Super Bowl. (laughs) That's right. I'm talking about the Oakland Raiders. They seem to have, I mean, very indecisive. I mean, this is a team that traded what a first round draft pick for a coach. Yeah. You you can do that. You forget it. It It's wild. What year was that? I'm thinking John uh, Gruden definitely was traded for some draft picks. He was. Yeah. Yeah. It might not have been a first round. Tampa from Tampa to Oakland. Right, right. And then they paid him a hundred million and then cut him loose after what year three yeah. or four? The Raiders received two first round picks, two second round picks, and eight million dollars. And the Bucks received John Gruden. So John Gruden's equally the same value, maybe a little less than Russell Wilson. But I'm wondering like when he came back <laughs> to the when he came back trade. to the Raiders. If oh, he was retired. Because he was in the booth for ESPN. Right. Got you. So I guess a team that's willing to... 100 million, right? I guess a team that's willing to entertain trades for their head coach. Um, but also, I mean, it's just hard to say because I feel like Derek Carr, not a generational talent, but a good player. And he's just lost on a team where the roster turnover is insane. And I felt like they had finally found, um, you know, a, a good coaching presence towards the end of the year. Yeah. So, I mean, Rich Bisaccia was like, I mean, he was, I, I felt like he came on pretty strong as a coach at the end of the year. And like, just to be like, yeah, we're going to go and we're going to send you on your way to quote rusted root and bring in like Josh McDaniels who failed miserably as a head coach in Denver and be like Mike Mayock, who thought that Josh Allen was trash. Like, you know, I don't know. I just, and, and I mean, even it just, it, it doesn't really seem like the investments they've made on either side of the ball have really paid off. I mean, they paid Darren Waller. And like you said, I mean, for as good as he is, he didn't pay all 16 seasons. I mean, uh, well, I guess it's all 17 games, but you know, and Josh Jacobs really didn't have as much production as he's had in the past. So it's like, if your marquee offensive players are struggling, you know, and I don't know. I just don't have much faith in the organization. 
I'm struggling to what to do with my next pick because there are so many good mid-level options here. A lot of value yeah, in, in this pick is. right now. And I'm tempted to go with the hot take, but I don't know. I think follow your heart, Kaiba. <laughs> Sports Center again. Trust your board. Trust your board. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm ta- I'm taking the Jets. It's uh, um, oh come on, dog. Very easy choice. Yeah, I was gonna take him next. Yeah. Keep going. Why? Tell us why. I mean, you want to talk about if you draft a quarterback this year, you're still at least three years away, right? So imagine you have a quarterback who is set up to fail right now. And then after that, you're still going to have to draft somebody and you're wait, still going to be three years away. Wait, didn't they just do that with Sam Darnold? Well, well apparently this, this, this is a process that repeats itself. So <laughs> yeah. even if you are consistently in the top three of the draft, you still will fail to make the best of, of your talent that you draft. I mean, but Zach Wilson is a generational talent. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, uh, I, I, I like Robert Sala. I, he's no Adam Gase or anything like that. So I think that they're at least a little bit improved in that department. But again, I don't think that I, I think that their ceiling is still very low. They have a lot of high draft picks. They haven't shown that they've been able to consistently hit in that department. Um, and especially not with mid-level draft picks as well. So I think moving forward, they are, they're, they're just a draft capital team at this point. Like if, if Zach Wilson, isn't the guy, they're still three years away, I think. So, especially in a division that is going to be run by Josh Allen and, you still have to face Bill Belichick, who is obviously going to give a run, you a run for your money, no matter who's on his roster. So I think you could have taken are, the Jets and only said they're not going to be better than Josh Allen and the Bills for the next five years. And we would have accepted that answer. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. I probably should have done that since we're 42 minutes into this episode. <laughs> but all right. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I was on the <laughs> clock. All right. Brando, you're on the clock. I'm tempted to take the Dolphins and say, because I know that they're not going to be better than Josh Allen in the next five years, but I'm not going to do that because I do like their head coach. And I think this team could be worse. The Panthers are going to be worse. They got oh, C- CMC in the back. Board, dog. That, that was, yeah. they, they were on my board too. Yeah. You know, Cam Newton just, <laughs> sorry. You know, I already know how I feel about Sam that. Darnold. Man. I mean, this guy's, he's, he's a, he's a flipping medium at this point. He's seen so many he, ghosts. He's but. basically a medium. <laughs> That's funny. I, th- I was thinking like medium boneless barbecue wing sauce. Like when you said medium, not like see ghosts medium. Um, but yeah, he, he failed miserably. Um, Sam Darnold cost me my fantasy football season. Uh, DJ Moore. Okay, you know, let's be honest here. You drafting Sam Darnold cost you your football season. Remember, I didn't take a quarterback until like the last pick because I was stacked everywhere else. And I thought I'd, and they did. They carried me to the last week and I made it into contention all the way to like week 15. <laughs> um, Something but like that. anyways, anyways, uh, <laughs> Matt Rule is a dweeb. And I think that <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, if they get a first round, that's pick a good him, adjective. <laughs> they get a first round pick for McCaffrey. That's wildness because that's stupid. Also, um, just thank dweebs, you, buddy. Dweebs trading with dweebs over here. So uh, give me the Panthers to be my third team in the five year worst franchise draft. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Pat, who you that's got? a lot. Yeah. yeah good. Number eight. Pick number uh, eight. You're good, man. I mean. I think I'm going to have to go with uh, another hot take here, boys. Um, just because 
I don't know. Well, and this is hard to say, and I feel I feel like there's other circumstances here that like aren't necessarily on the team. But like, I mean, when your best offensive player is now incarcerated and like, you know, you've been without your franchise defining QB for two years and don't really have an offensive answer. And a guy who's basically a tight end and special teams payer that you paid quarterback money for. Um, that's right, New Orleans Saints fans. I think the roller coaster has dipped back down. Um Unfortunately, you know, it's, it's hard to say that. Um, I don't know. I just, I really don't see much, much future with this team at all. How much um, are they over the cap by right now? Like $60 million. So something crazy spot. like that. Even Sean Payton was like, see ya. Bye. <laughs> Kevin James. <laughs> take it fun. over if you want. Yeah. That's what I mean. Kevin James. <laughs> There's nobody else that can really fix them. I mean, you got to find the guy. That was the king of the queens. He was the cop of the malls, and he was the fighter in the ring. They needed, yeah, he was the shuck in the Kevin Larry. James. Yeah, yeah. You guys are too much. That's hilarious. No, I agree with you honestly because it's like, you know, you don't you don't have a coach, you don't have your quarterback. I mean, the two things that made them mo- most successful for so many years are gone, right? And a lot of the Tyson pe- Hill's still there, making twenty nine million dollars a lot of the pieces that they tried to fill it in with and that didn't work out are, are now your, your starters. So it might be a rough road for them ahead, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, they still got a couple of pieces here and there, but they, they're definitely a team that Pat, you who, made who could you name as a, who could you name as a piece right uh, now on the new Orleans Michael Thomas, Saints. Michael Thomas, Davenport, the uh, DN. Michael Thomas is old though, dude. Michael Thomas got to be going in like his 10th year, ninth year. Yeah, I mean, probably, but still still a valuable piece, at least for the uh, next couple of years. But he will probably look, most likely go to waste there. Or um, if he can get out and get go somewhere else, he might be productive. But anyway, Pat, you, you made my... Yeah, he's he's still on the good side of 30. Um, anyway, Pat, you made my decision easier because I was going to have a hard time picking between these two teams. So I'm glad that these guys fell because I really wanted to pick them in this draft. After losing Russell Wilson... And where Pete Carroll is at right now and how they've drafted, I think the Seahawks are unfortunately set up to fail for the next five years, at least. So I don't know. Would you guys agree with that? Do you guys, I mean, we already had this discussion a little bit, but they're kind of in a rough place right now. You know, I think if you got a coach that can run the football, like Pete Carroll, if he can just get a couple of plays on defense, It'll he'll be mediocre. But so. I mean, people said, "How are they gonna? How are they gonna rebuild for Matthew Hasselbeck?" And now we just think of him as the ball guy. That's the. That's true. Announcer. I mean, maybe maybe they find it took another, about a year another and a half, quarterback in the third round. You know, Russell Wilson yeah. was third round, right? Yeah. I mean, this was this a is, team that made the playoffs with who was it? Um, oh Jesus, Charlie, Whitehurst. Charlie Whitehurst. Yeah, long ass airplane. You know, so I, I feel like. We haven't really seen them in a position of adversity in a while, so yeah. Hopefully, I mean, it doesn't go well for them. Seattle fans are spoiled, so <laughs> I do like I like Seattle. I like their jerseys. I like the colors. Um, I'd like to go to Seattle someday and see it, but I also feel like you know there's franchises like the ones that are actively tanking, and I don't think Seattle's there yet. So mediocrity for them is where I see them. You right, know, six, but that's seven, that's wins. a tough trap to fall out of because lots of teams like the Colts have a two two and fourteen year and then recover really yeah. well the next season. Yeah, you know you want to be if you're going to be bad, you want to be really bad because that's yeah. that helps with the parity in the NFL. We we 
we've already been over this. This is the trap that the Bills fell into. They were seven and nine every year and they fell into QB purgatory. Yeah, seven and nine. You think about when they hit their bottom. You you don't want to be like the Sabres players, right? I I compare this a lot. If you tank, it wrecks the locker room, right? It wrecks Mm -hmm. your your young players, it wrecks the minds of your coaches, it wrecks the whole scouting department, it wrecks everybody from the ticket takers to the wheelchair ambassadors to the center on your I'm not saying like intentionally tanking is a whole different thing. That's like you're not supposed to do that. Like where I'm not talking about like what Miami's owner was recommending to do. Yeah. You know, like you want you want a bare bones roster performing at or above their ceiling, but sorry, your ceiling is also two and fourteen, you know? Yeah. Like but the thing is is like the NFL has such fast turnarounds for teams like that sometimes. But yeah, that's what, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's easier to turn yeah. around your franchise faster if you have high draft picks. Like that's just how it is. NFL players are more ready coming out of the draft than any other major sport. You know, that's what I would makes like it to so know exciting. The number of starters returned from that two and fourteen team in Indianapolis that had Andrew Luck the next year. That's a very good question. Something to I mean look a lot, dude. Episode. Honestly, because you still had Ty Hilton on that squad. You still had a lot of players. I mean that. You know, we're iconic players, really. Well, all right, we made it. Well, we made it through the draft. We are way over time. Make sure you vote in our poll to see who had the best draft out of all of us. Um, that'll be on our generational, yeah. And And if Matt Ryan is a generational talent, yeah. I'll I'll, let me check. Let's see if more than three people have voted on this. There was five. You already put a you already put a vote out on that. Yep. Okay, we have 16, Six, 16 votes. 16 votes. votes. Wow. Pat, are you ready? Are you ready to take this disappointment that we've tried to prepare you for? Listen, you all have recency bias. <laughs> you know what? You all have recency. Go watch. Uh, whatever. T- tell me the stats, man. Is it all 16? No. 0% yes. It's uh, 87% no. 13% yes. Your loss. Your <laughs> loss. Whatever. <laughs> you know what? If he holds on to that 28 to 3 lead you're you're like matt ryan generational talent you know yeah whatever and then people you say boston college football and people think doug flutie i mean i guess but (laughs) matt ryan dog all right well everybody have a great weekend stay safe all that stuff uh we'll see you back here wednesday morning of next week uh make sure you hit all the engagement buttons all the like subscribe all that stuff if you're feeling really dandy you know feel free to leave us a uh, review uh on the uh on apple podcasts all right we'll see you next week guys take care go bills go bills, go bills. Yeah.